So all is really good in the world right now. Football season started. So thanks for listening to 1590 Afterwards. What's new in the in the KVTA studio, Spence? KVTA studio, we had a discussion that you were a part of this uh, very morning, which if you're listening whenever, it was Thursday that we're talking about here. High school football on a Thursday night, a little unusual. There might be some homecomings, but it's fun. It's great. That's the team spirit from the high school sports. But when you think about spirit, and I always use this argument for the fans of Los Angeles, I still think to this day so many people have moved here. And people say, well, that's generations ago. But a lot of times you pick up your dad's team. Yeah, Dad's from Cincinnati. He rooted for the Reds. You rooted for him, so you stuck with him. L.A. is a real problematic town for people being loyal to a team, especially if that team leaves. Right. Of which the Rams did do. L.A. fans were so bothered, even when they moved to Anaheim. I was here for that. And people were like, what? Why are you going? You're playing a baseball field. It was a horrible mock-up of the way. You've you've seen uh, oh, football. Yeah. yeah, and I think the players had to walk through the regular parking lot to get to their own parking lot. It was a mess for them Rams. It was terrible. And, you know, that was a little bit of a ding. But St. Louis did it. So my question is, with a big game this weekend, so if you're listening on Friday or Saturday, you know that your Niners are coming to SoFi. Yeah, and SoFi is going to be a home field advantage for the 49ers, as it's been the last several times that they've met. And um, I think a lot of it comes from the 49ers were so good in the 80s that now we have the generations that are spending their money are people that watch the Joe Montanas and the kids of those people. And I really – the 49ers kind of has become one of the more popular teams in America because you watch – if you watch the Pittsburgh game, they didn't really talk about it a lot, but there was a lot of red in those stands. The 49ers teams, they travel really well. But, yeah, the L.A. teams, I don't – like, you have your Lakers. Everybody loves the Lakers. Like, you, there's no question when you meet a mm-hmm. Lakers fan. Dodgers, Dodgers have some of the best fans, some of the most loyal fans. But those Rams, man, they, they left twice. And you laughed when I said Ramley. Gama, <laughs> definitely. So great. I'm part of the Ramley, <laughs> damn it. And Pro Image, which is a great place to go buy your jersey. But Pro Image is another good meter. And I just, I get really caught up in money because everything is commerce to begin with. Your card show is commerce. It's fun, but it's also commerce. Right. And every single thing we do is money. They pay the football players a lot, and it's fun to do the breakdowns on that. Uh, flipping over to basketball, we have that incredible stat that Michael Jordan's first contract was $6 million in change, and it was like four years, let's say, uh, with the Bulls. Right. He now makes $6 million every eight days off Nike. Oh. That's how much money he makes off that damn shoe. So crazy. Watch the movie Air to find out more about it. But I just love that kind of stuff. And I was talking to Danny, Danny Felix, over. He has the, the shop, the Pacific View Mall. And he said, Rams does sell well. But he said, Niners are right up there. Raiders are right up there. Chargers, no. Oh, yeah, no. And it's, they didn't catch on at all. And he said, it just hasn't worked. Uh, for at least his Ventura shop. Hasn't worked at all. So those are always the things that you look at on how many fans are out there. I also think that Dodger fans buy everything four times. You know, yeah. just, They've just got the stuff all over the place. Now, Kings fans, while they're very loyal, the problem with hockey here is it's the same thing as I was talking about with fans showing up. Because you go to a Kings game, if they're playing the Red Wings, there's a bunch of Red Wings fans. Right. There's a bunch of Detroit Edmonton, they get a huge following here, and it's kind of funny. The Kings fans are good, uh, but it's just 
not the same. And it's sort of the disease of L.A. And I don't read it as much as a, um, a front-runner thing. I think one thing that saved me, where was my dad from? Montreal. Oh, that's right. So he didn't bring really a sports team with him. So we just sat down right with everything Los Angeles, even the Canadians. He he Oof. said, "Hey, if there's a team here, I'll um, I'll root for it." I couldn't imagine if sitting sitting across from a diehard Expos fan. Yeah, what would it be? Yeah, what would it be? <laughs> and would you transfer with them to Washington as they yeah. become the Nationals? How does yeah. that work? <laughs> would, would, did that travel? Yeah, how many players? But I find it interesting. Uh, your view on this Sunday's game. I feel like it's I feel like it's the 49ers game to lose. I like I really feel like they're um, the best team in the league, mm-hmm. and I don't say that just as a 49er fan. I, I really feel like they they hit all of the marks. I feel like they've gotten better and healthier, and that's the big thing. Like last year, last season, every time they had issues, it was all because of injuries. It was all health related, and that's not the case for any other football team. They're mm-hmm. the only team that really every single problem they had came from resulted from injuries and i think all the problems they had is what developed the great team because yeah. now they've got their leader uh, yeah and they have that, they have that next man up mentality where mm-hmm. you're like you're gonna you're gonna have the same expectations if you're fourth on the depth chart as you are if you're the starter and so they kind of the way they d- design their system is everybody knows the system so well that there's not a significant you know not significant change when another guy comes in so we will see a lot of 49er Jerseys at SoFi. I think we'll see as many Taylor Swift shirts at SoFi as we'll Ooh. see Rams. <laughs> That's possible. That's how it goes. Well, you know Maddie's favorite video in the world because we went to me and Carlos Alas Rocky went to that game at the Coliseum uh, a few years back when the Rams first came back, and it was a sea of 49ers, and the 49ers put a hurting on the Rams. Mm-hmm. And I have video with all the Rams fans, the few that were there walking up the stands to leave early. And I, when I sent those videos to Maddie, she's like, these are the best. And she still asked me to this day. That was years ago. Dad, can you show me the video of the sad Rams fans? Yeah, when they're just <laughs> walking out. And again, I won't walk out of anything. No. I will not walk out. I no. don't care. I don't care if it's 70 to nothing, winning or losing. I, I hang. I just hang in. It's all part of the experience. Yeah. And sometimes you'll see something and go, wow, that was something else. You know, there could just be some. I had a friend who left with his brother. This is way back. This is so far back. I think Jerry West was playing. They left the Lakers game because it was a blowout. Lakers were winning. It ended up being the largest win in NBA history. So you lose that. You yeah. Know, you say, well, they got the win, but you didn't get to see them win by 63 or whatever it was. So hang in there, kids. Hang in there. California police arrest alleged drunken horseman. A guy was riding his horse, and he was holding a beer while he was doing it. They stopped him, and he gets a DUI while riding a pony. Hmm. Could you imagine that conversation where you're in court, and that comes up? That's priceless. Still dangerous, but priceless. You don't have to have a license to ride a horse. Apparently, he might have been on the roadway, because there's an interesting argument in that. Sometimes if you're riding a bicycle and you are under the influence, if you're on like a city street, Mm -hmm. you can get a DUI. Oh. A DUI for pedaling a bicycle. You can still get one. Well, you're just as dangerous in a bicycle. You weave out into traffic and cause a – I mean, you can cause just as much problems. Maybe even – I don't want to say more, but you can definitely cause just as much problems on a bicycle. And the other thing is I'd say with a horse, I would argue in court and say this horse knows – like barn fever they used to call it. When you took a horse out, if you were at one of those dude ranches – Coming back, you didn't have to do anything. His horse wanted to get back to eat, mm-hmm. so the horse just takes you back. Maybe the guy could say, this is like a self-driving car. 
Yeah. What if he uses that <laughs> argument? He said, I wasn't doing anything. The horse was going to take me back. But a guy gets a DUI. Just That has to get giggles when it shows up in court. And how did the police, like, how did they decide to pull him over? Is it because they saw the beer or, was, or was the horse weaving? Weaving. Yeah, was the horse doing something wrong? Did he have the windows, half of the w- windows halfway rolled down? Because, you know, that's one of the things they look for is if you've got your windows cracked. They're like, yeah. oh, they're trying to air out. And isn't there a song, Beer for My Horses? Oh, maybe. Maybe they assumed. I think there's a song called A Beer for My Horses. This is gross. We're going to stay with booze here. Yes. Bars in the popular Greek island Corfu were reselling leftover beer. They were taking the half glasses and half bottles, pouring it into some kind of vat, and then selling it. I think they called them shots, but I think at a lot of um, good pubs, you get what they call a flight. So you walk in, they have five beers. Say, let me take a flight. So you sample all of their beers and what's akin to a shot glass. And then you say, oh, I'd like one of those. And that's how they're selling it back. Doesn't it just make you shudder? Yeah. Oh, Oh, God. That's awful. Bartenders kept the repurposed beers in the canisters and sent it out as shots. The total for the improper receipt business, they said they figured they made over a season, a season, $284,000 selling the repurposed beer. Wow. And they probably made it like uh, working restaurants. Do you want the special for tonight? What does that always mean? We've got a buttload of salmon in the fridge. (laughs) We gotta get rid of it because it's gonna get gamey. <laughs> it's never a special. It's whatever the chef says. We gotta move this. I'm gonna throw some um, paprika on it. <laughs> I or turmeric. I have like a weird memory of my dad telling me about like his younger days when he partied and that uh, that all of his friends would pour whatever liquor they had into the bathtub and they called it Jungle Spoilioli. Juice one. Yeah, that's funny. Spoilioli. Is that what they called it? I, I worked with firefighters and they would get the coolers and everybody you bring a bottle. And everybody just pours a bottle into it, oh. and then you tap it out of the, uh, you know, the drain. And the drain becomes the spigot. And it's got five bottles of whatever. And then they'll take the frozen juice cans and just drop those in. So they'll take, a, like, four frozen juice cans, four frozen juice cans, thank you, and they'll just boom, boom, and stir it up. So it's got a little bit of that fruity flavor. I'm going to wake up with a headache tomorrow just yeah. thinking about that today. Just hearing that. Yeah, it's yeah. tough. But that's it. A repurposed beer. Oh, my God. Gross. Yeah, I'm not there at all. My dad did a trick when he was uh, a youngster working in Montreal. And they called it back then, they called it rimming the glass. So what you would do is you took the drink glass and you actually put it in whiskey on the top. And then you did a short pour. But when the guy went to drink it, the first thing, they taste the whiskey off the lip of the glass. Uh Ooh, this is a strong drink. My dad's no, and they called it rimming the glass. Oh, is I how love they, it. they sneak. Yes, yeah, short short pour the drink, but rim the glass, and it tastes like whiskey. So people just assume that was usually a second or third drink trick. It's a similar like it's similar to the fact that I put like a lot of men's obsession on, so that people don't know that I've taken a bath. Once oh, you get past so that good. layer of clothing, you're like, oh wow, he's I'll disgusting. give you the workaround on that. <laughs> just use things like a um, icy hot. Oh yeah. yeah, you just put a lot of icy hot on, and nope. Nobody, nobody will know uh, the difference. <laughs> nobody will know the difference. And that's for alcohol or just stinky, stank, stanky. Yeah, that's the way it is. Let's talk since we're on sports. Uh, what If you had something. but Oh, I, I was just saying, the, just be careful what you touch after you apply Icy Hot. But go ahead. Oh, yes. <laughs> had an I can't go to the restroom. Why? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you got your big sports card show coming up. 
Yeah, we do. I'm so excited about it. It's all coming together. I've got a lot of my favorite fighters and friends that are going to be a part of it. Um, for only five bucks, you can get in. It's the Ventura, uh, the Ventura <laughs> County Fairgrounds. Uh, we're going to be over there Sunday, October 1st. We're in the Santa Rosa Hall that's right out front. Um, there's also an uh, Oddities Expo, uh, a Seaside Oddities Expo going on at the fairgrounds at the exact same time. So you're going to look for us. We're going to be at the Santa Rosa Hall. We'll probably have some kind of signage, somebody pointing you in the right direction to make sure you find the right place. But lots of free autographs. There's going to be some giveaways, some uh, raffles. You'll get to meet up with uh, our friends from the Autism Society and Turning Point, learn more about them and our great uh, display of the Lodgenelle that my son has been working with me and Stephen Gama on. It's going to be so cool. We're looking forward to like bringing a little bit of awareness to like this ship had like a cool history and I think everybody should know it. It's definitely something to behold that I didn't know about. And I actually saw the Lodgenelle was intact when I was a little boy. My neighbor would take us out fishing and we'd go out, which I now realize was the Wainimi Pier. And that's where the Lodgenelle was. Now, did I tell you that? Here, let me go ahead and, and put this little, uh, what do they call it? A, a Easter egg for you. Did you know? Maybe it's not an Easter egg. Did you know that the that our Lodgenelle was mentioned in a Gordon Lightfoot song? The Lodgenelle was. It was the star of a Golden, Gordon Lightfoot song, oh. believe it or not. It's a, and it's a really great song. The Ballad of the Yarmouth Castle was, uh, was, it was um, a song about the Yarmouth Castle. The Bahama star, our captain, Carl Brown, was a hero. He saw the fire happening from a distance, started lowering his, his lifeboats and started heading straight for that fire that he saw. And, um, but the, the, the song, Ballad of the Yarmouth Castle, um, Gordon Lightfoot actually tells the story of it. And he explained, even talks about the coward that was the captain of the Yarmouth Castle. He bailed with his crew before any of the passengers. He didn't like, you know, the whole thing is you got to wait till the last passenger's gone. Like he left before any of them left. He was first off the ship. I would say rats are first off. Yeah. The rats are first off because they know something very bad's about to happen. And guess what the captain of the, of the Bahama Star said when, uh, when he tried to get on the ship to be rescued? He said, get back with your ship. Return wow. to your post. Man, that sure did. That's tough love. A Tale of Two Captains, that's part of the display over there at the La Janelle over at our Seaside Collectors Expo. And that's going to be happening there. You're going to have some autograph signers. And one of the things we talked about this morning was the great names of boxing, the nickname. Yeah. So I cheated because we came up with a few on the fly. But James Tony, good name. Was it Lights Out? Lights Out is correct. I actually what brought that one up this morning. great name. Well, you did. Yeah, you did. said Lights Out. <laughs> oh, look at me not listening. Arturo Gatti. <clears throat> Oh, I remember it. What was his? ACDC did a song. Thunderstick? Thunder. Oh, Thunder. Just Thunder. <laughs> yeah. Thunderstruck is the ACDC. Thunder Gotti. Arturo Thunder Gotti. I like that. Who else we have? Oh, James Smith. How did I not get this one? Oh, Bone Crusher. That's, That's it. That's a good one. Very, very yeah. good. Bone I thought about Crusher. Buster Douglas, too. That was a good one. Juan Lascano. Lascano. I love this. The Hispanic Cause and Panic. It's a oh, little long, like but that's that. good. That's artful. Way to go, Juan. Oliver McCall, the Atomic Bull. Okay. I like that. Oh, well, the Motor City Cobra hitman, Thomas Hearns. He's so One good. of the best fight. Man, that, that punch went, it went six feet. I don't know how he did it. He had the reach and the way he moved. Oh, just, man, he hurt people. Uh, Ray Mancini. I think you got boom, this boom. one. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. He's so Out good. Out go the lights. You worked with a guy that did boom, boom. Pat Travers. Oh, yeah, Pat Didn't Travers. That's right. Travers, yeah. yeah. Boom, boom. Andrew Lewis, six heads. Oh, is it? Um... Andrew Six Heads Lewis. Oh, Six know. Heads. 
Okay. <laughs> I was like, um, was Linux was he his first really, name Andrew? Was he really a boxer? Oh, Pernell Whitaker is good. Sweet Pete. Sweet Pete. Yeah. That's good uh, because it's not the uh, devastation name. Daverell Williamson? Hmm. Touch of sleep. <laughs> wow. Mike McCallum. Good name, but I don't know Mike. Body Snatcher. Oh, that is That's a good one. Good. I dig That's that. Good. Ray Mercer did not know this. It's good. Ray Mercer. Not Sugar Ray. It's Merciless Ray Mercer. Huh. That's kind of cool. I, yeah. I, I like the alliteration on that. Oh, no. Owen Beck. Owen Beck. It might be even better. Uh-oh. What the heck, Beck? <laughs> <laughs> what the heck, Beck? That's 13. Vinny Pazienza. Pazienza. Oh, I remember it. I remember mm, this him. This is good. What it's too it? good. This, see, this is great. What was it? Pasmanian Devil. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. That's awesome. Mark Johnson was too sharp. Eh. Uh, oh, Michael Nunn. He's oh, yeah. the guy that got busted out, though. He's the one I was trying to think of out of L.A. Yeah. He oh, had yeah, a that's real right. bad problem. He, he, got, he got put out once he fought a good guy. But he's got a good one. Michael, second to none. Second to none. Yeah. That's it. Except for the guy in L.A. Yeah, that's right. For that no-namer. <laughs> uh, Samuel Peter. I don't know these guys. The Nigerian Nightmare. Got a lot. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Christian Okoye. Oscar De La Hoya. Oh, Golden Boy. Golden Boy. Yeah. Good name. Good yeah, name. Yeah, he took that and carried it. I know he was a great fighter. I didn't like him. I just thought he was, he was I, I don't know. There's some, maybe he's too pretty for me. That could have been it. Well, he also had the thing with, with, uh, with you know, our, our local guy down yeah, Vargas. here. Vargas. Yeah, yeah, Fernando yeah. Vargas. And Vargas, I, I liked Vargas a lot. We interviewed him in the studio once, and I know he got ahead of himself a bit, but he was a good fighter. He did do steroids. Uh, Demarcus Corley. Chop, mm. chop. Bob Dylan wrote a song about this guy, Reuben Carter. Oh, yeah, Hurricane. Hurricane. Such uh, a good and that's a story. story about Hurricane. Oh, that guy got screwed out of his life. I don't know how accurate the movie was, and I don't really want to know because I really like the movie a lot, and, her, and Denzel did such a great job. We're going a little over here, but these are good. I never liked Larry Holmes either, and I think mainly because I was such an Ali fan, and Tyson didn't like him too. Tyson was mad because Larry Holmes beat an old and kind of run-down Ali it was still a fight. It was still legal. So Tyson told Ali, I'm going to do the same thing. And Tyson beat the crap out of him. Was he a good fighter? Yes. His he nickname was, the- was Larry Better Holmes. Oh, no. Larry Holmes and Garden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? It was the Easton Assassin. Good name. He was from Easton. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Iran Barkley, Iran Barkley, The Blade. Alexis Arge- Arguello, The Explosive Thin Man. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that he had I had never heard that one, but I, no. I remember him. Uh, Evander Holyfield. Come on. Evander Holyfield. Mm-hmm. I should know. It. Is it the preacher or the reverend or something like that? The real deal. The real deal. Real Holyfield. deal Holyfield. How? Yeah. Oh. And Mike Tyson. I need to take a few hours Mike off. Tyson. Yeah, Iron Mike. Iron Mike. That yeah, was his name. so good. Hagler, great name. Yeah. Talk Mar- about that. Marvelous Marvin Hagler. Actually changed his name to Marvelous. Joe Frazier, another favorite. Smoking Joe. And we'll do two more. Uh, Riddick Bowe. Oh, this, this works in many different venues. See, Riddick Bowe was my favorite fighter, and I'm trying to remember. What was Riddick Bowe's nickname? Big Daddy. Oh, yeah, Big Daddy. Big Daddy I, works I have everywhere. pictures signed to Tom. You Big got Daddy. this one? Yeah. Hector Camacho. Oh, yeah, Macho Camacho. Great name. And John Ruiz, the quiet man. 
The quiet man. What about our friend uh, Maureen, the real million-dollar baby? Yeah. Ronald Wright. You'd be terrified if he came after you. Winky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrified. Winky. That was it. All right, we got to wrap it up now, but I love that. And that you're going to have some signers there that are fighters. Yeah, we are. We have Real Deal Chris Beal. He's going to be there. We have a baby shark, Tabitha Ricci. Mm. Let's see. I'm trying to run it through. We have um, Mark the Menace Young. We have um, his brother, Chico Machine Gun Young. We have, um, I'm forgetting some of our people, Mary, Mary Osborne. I think, what, isn't hers the, the, the Widowmaker? Mary the Widowmaker Osborne, something like that? The surfer? I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm making I'm that. You're like, what? <laughs> okay. That's terrifying. Yeah. But yeah, we've, so we have just a lot of fun, and there's going to be, there are a lot of nicknames now that I think about it. I think everybody that's going to be at the expo has a nickname. And well, you've got to run that through, man. You've got to have, that's when you want to have 10 people at the meeting and really come up with a good one. Uh, yeah. So the expo is the 1st of October. It's coming up Sunday, October 1st. It's only five bucks to get in. You'll you'll leave with way more than five bucks worth of stuff, even if you don't spend another dime. But you're going to have fun. There's going to be lots of vendors and so much to do. All right, that wraps it. All right, thanks for listening to 1590 Afterwards. Everywhere podcasts are found, be sure to listen, like, subscribe, and share us with all of your friends.